0: Come on, baby,
1: I'll hold my breath against the wall. Come on, baby, I just wanna be together alone. We have traveled long and far, traded secrets in the dark. Welcome to Brokazatsu, two brothers' exploration of Tokazatsu shows and related media. My name's Sam,
0: and I'm Harry. And I apologize if you were hoping for a bit more unified uh, front on Gridman coverage this week. Uh, but in the first episode of covering Gridman, <laughs> we, yeah, we kind of had different opinions. And from some instant messaging conversations that have been going on over the past couple days, I believe that that's about to continue. Because I now, Harry, Harry show.
1: you you need to apologize for picking Gridman. <laughs> That that's uh, what you need to do. That that's what your apology should be for this week. Sorry, because you broadening. done fucked up, Harry.
0: I'm sorry for broadening your horizons. <laughs> I'm sorry for enriching your life. I'm sorry for <laughs> the hope for believing that you had the capacity to stretch yourself.
1: Oh, Harry, Harry, Harry. This is this is some anime. This is like some of the worst impulses of anime, just <laughs> splayed all over the screen.
0: Whoa, Sam. Whoa. Like I see a lot of anime. Gridman is like. You do not know what you're fucking talking about.
1: You're right. I don't. I don't watch a lot of anime. I only watch anime when like multiple people tell me it's good, or what do you force me to for this show?
0: <laughs> All right.
1: Uh. Well, I mean, we could get into. I mean, it the now. last like the last anime that I like watched was One Punch Man. That was like two years ago, and you know what? It was great.
0: Yeah. What One Punch Man is good. Uh. I mean, we could cover that for the, for the podcast, but there's not much about to, uh, to say. But like it's really good y- yeah you should watch that and not Gridman. man <laughs> yeah what, what you should watch is super is ssss gridman uh episode 5 provocation <laughs> so let's just go into the summary because like i mean I'm, I'm arguing that the show is good and like there's parts of this first episode that i want to get out of the way so that they don't touch my arguments
1: yeah so Harry yeah start off with this like i'm i am in front of the summary so yeah dive right into this let's see let's see how far we get
0: I've written out a full summary because it's still kind of an atmospheric show. It doesn't have like the moment-by-moment plot beats of the live-action shows, so we kind of go for more generalities and then cover each episode as we get it. Uh, we're alternating paragraphs of the summary, and like Sam, either of us can, like if we feel like after a paragraph or something we need to mention right then, you can, but otherwise just wait until the end of the episode to cover it.
1: Now, Harry, I should probably ask up front, like, did you, did you count out the paragraphs? So on my, like, even numbered paragraphs, I'm going to have to be, like, reading something that I really don't want to be reading. Because God knows I did not
0: read this in advance. Uh, you know what? We'll, we'll find that out. But, like, I mean, I just, I just wrote it. And I tried to make them, like, relatively equally sized. (laughs) Right, so, Gridman, SSSS Gridman, Episode 5, Provocation. We start by making the two hosts of this podcast uncomfortable, as Akane is modeling a pretty revealing swimsuit for her cyber ghost buddy, Alexis. Granted, they are doing something in the show with her being outwardly flirty, and you could argue that the camera being very male gazy is part of that, but still. Anyway, the point is that her class is going on a river rafting trip.
1: Yuta and Utsumi chat on the train ride over. Yuta is excited uh, with the amnesia. This is the first time he's ever experienced riding on a train. Utsumi, for his part, is a little worried about those giant kaiju looming motionlessly in the distance only uh, that only the Gridman Alliance members can see. As Yuta dozes on a train, he briefly dreams about Gridman getting impaled and lights scattering in the sky, which is probably totally unimportant
0: to the plot. Everybody gets together and changes into their swimwear. Utsumi is what is considered pudgy for anime high schoolers. Akane has some fun flirting with Rika as they put on sunscreen, but can barely hide her distaste for the actual rafting and social interaction. Yuta later strikes up a conversation, where she she complains about nothing going her way recently and also hopes that his amnesia will clear up soon. While in the flow of conversation, Akane casually asks Yuta if he's been transforming, which he confirms without thinking. She leaves immediately and calls Alexis to create the kaiju she's been working on for just this occasion.
1: It's a huge one this time, essentially a mountain with legs, firing lava into the forest around them. Akane can't wait to see Grinman fight this one, but she is unaware uh, that to transform, Yuta needs the computer still all the way back at Rika's family shop. The Neon Genesis Junior High students are loitering there as uh, Rika's mom asks them if they have jobs or something. Uh, back on the mountain, Yuta and Utsume tell Rika to stay behind as they sprint through the monster's warpath to reach a foam only to realize that they don't actually remember the number to the shop. Thankfully, Rika just follows them anyway, so it works out.
0: Seven foot tall, 300 pounds of muscle, junior high schooler Max takes the call and quickly buys the junk computer for a little under 400 bucks. As they travel to the rendezvous point, the kaiju has been rampaging for long enough that Akane is wandering through a burning forest in actual danger, frustrated that Gridman isn't showing up yet. Her weird gremlin minion Auntie shows up and helps her out unprompted. Yuta eventually reaches the hastily set up junk and transforms into Gridman. Tiny pigtailed child Boar transforms alongside into the giant drill tank, Buster Boar, armed with a variety of missiles that put out the wildfire and trap Anti when he immediately tries to kill Gridman.
1: They combine and quickly overwhelm the giant kaiju with a barrage of missiles, Gatling guns, and huge fuck-off lasers. Turns out that the drills are just for show. In the aftermath, uh, Rika is again teased uh, by her girlfriends for running around in the woods with some boys, Uh, but Yuta is starting to realize that Akane might be up to something. As the train speeds back home, the landscape behind them is silently torn apart in an unearthly fashion.
0: Yep, and that's the episode summary. So yeah, this is the, this is like the beach episode. It's the beach episode. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. With a lot of 14 year olds. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is. Like, I'm I'm not gonna defend that part. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to
1: make me watch it, but you're not going to defend it.
0: <laughs> like, did, did you apologize about those, like, what, four episodes of Black Lightning? Uh,
1: yeah, repeatedly, I think. Mm. And also, they were just bad. They were defensively bad. I disagree. Parts of them were offensively bad. <sighs> but yeah, so this is this is the beach episode. We kind of don't need to go more into it than that, do we, Harry? <laughs>
0: like, ah. Uh. Well, I mean like had like so yeah, there's there's a the sexualization stuff. I feel like they go too far with it. Like, obviously they do better. Like I mean this this is the studio that did Kill a Kill, and that's like a whole complicated that's a whole complicated issue. Are they at least 18 in Kill the Kill? Uh, no. I, I'll look up the age, but I think she's like 16 or something. I'll look it up. I don't know. Oh god. Really? Oh, yeah. Anime, what the fuck is wrong with you, Anime? Look, I I mean, to be clear, the the problem with Anime is a weird uh is a a weird evolution of strict censorship limitations put on from, like, America when we, like, uh, conquer Japan. Like, that's why a lot of their media is actually messed up.
1: Hmm.
0: It's a whole whole history lesson, and, like, yeah, it's... I I would much prefer if the characters, if they were going to sexualize the characters like this, they were, you know, college age or whatever. They could
1: do this exact same thing if they were, like, freshmen in college. Like, the same story. Identical
0: beats. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, I mean, other than that, uh, we, I mean, this is almost like a good recap because it's kind of reintroducing, like, Akane still doing stuff. Uh, she's finally figuring out, like, hey, Yuta is maybe the guy.
1: Yep, and otherwise, it's a pretty straightforward episode of people just, like, moving the plot forward slowly, but again, Harry, this is, this is a 12-episode series. Like, the entire thing has to be wrapped up and resolved in 12 eps, and this almost feels like a throwaway episode.
0: Well, I, I, was there could
1: could we skip this episode and still follow the plot and and i should probably tell you that as i was watching these episodes i accidentally skipped a couple of the episodes and didn't realize it until i was done watching them (laughs) Which ones did you skip? Was it this one, or? I skipped six. And the first half of seven, somehow? Like, I, I don't exactly know what happened with that. I think you might have been, like, so I was using your account, because the commercials did finally get to me. I watched I watched the same goddamn commercial six times in a row. Harry, I don't know what my algorithms are, but for some fucking reason, like, it just gives me the same commercial again, and again, and again, and again. <laughs> and it, it's commercials for energy drinks, and it's commercials for baby diapers, and I don't do either of those things
0: the amazon cookies <laughs> uh, well alright it's weird hearing that you skipped six because that kind of explains a lot of the plot
1: well I what once I realized that I skipped six I had to go back and watch six and like the first half of seven and okay things made a little bit more sense after that but again like th- I don't understand the show much more having watched those episodes Anyway,
0: episode 6. Uh, Contact.
1: Yes, the episode where they finally introduce the plots. Halfway through the series, Harry. Halfway through.
0: Look, you are you're discounting a lot of the atmosphere, and like, I think there's some decent character building, and like it. There there's more than like just plot.
1: I mean, yes, there's a lot of good about this show. The plot is not one of them.
0: But let's let's go forward. As Rika has some nice interactions with her non Gridman Alliance friends. Yuta is suspicious of Akane, but doesn't know how to broach the subject. Akane is also unsure, but still tells Auntie to go murder Yuta. He refuses, as his only goal is to kill Gridman, but Akane explains that Yuta is almost certainly Gridman, so it should be totally cool. Anyways, if Auntie kills him, then she'll start feeding him again.
1: On the way home, Yuta is greeted by a strange little girl wearing a hoodie with a musical note on it. He still has that amnesia, but feels like he's met her before. She explains that she is the latest descendant in a line of kaiju, briefly growing to massive size to prove it. Uh, then she asks Yuta out on a date. Goddamn anime. Uh, meanwhile, Rika, Rika encounters Auntie in the park and in an act of kindness, uh, decides to, oh, goddammit. Sorry, my screen is on like a hair trigger, like sleep thing. So I got to keep moving the mouse. Uh, Meanwhile, Rika encounters Auntie in the park and in an act of kindness decides to treat this obviously homeless kid to some food and a shower back at her place. The most normal looking Neon Genesis a hi- uh, junior high school student, Vit, is lazily managing the shop for Rika's mom, while the others secretly watch over the other main characters.
0: Akane meets Utsumi while he's still all dressed up from a memorial service. From a memorial service, and sees he is reading a magazine about superheroes and kaiju. She opens up with her enthusiasm about them, and they begin to bond. The kaiju girl takes Yuta on a train out of town. As it starts, he brings up how beautiful the scenery he saw last time was. The girl quietly explains that he didn't actually see any of that, because nothing exists outside of the town. Fog floods the compartment, and Yuta loses consciousness as the train passes by broken, impossible landscapes.
1: The kaiju girl wakes Yuta up with some music, citing sound spirits. Uh, Then she starts explaining that all the kaiju appearing in the city have been born from the mind of one person, Shinjo Akane. As told over a well-done visual metaphor of a a city-building game, Akane has been using kaiju to constantly destroy and rebuild the city according to her whims. She is the creator and god of this world they inhabit, and is being twisted and manipulated by an outside malevolent force. The Mystery Girl is not a part of this, uh, having existed long before their town was created.
0: Back in a Starbucks analog, Akane and Utsumi agree that they should never ever make episodes without kaiju in them. Akane begins to grill Utsumi about Yuta having changed recently, pressing harder and harder. Utsumi settles on the conclusion that even though Yuta may have changed, he's still his friend Yuta, and their relationship is still the same. Akane doesn't like this answer, but departs cheerfully. Utsumi ironically decides that they don't need to involve Akane in their troubles.
1: The kaiju girl leaves, saying all the exposition is the least she can do in exchange for the help uh, for the help her predecessor received long ago. As Yuta ponders, uh, he is interrupted by a refreshed Anti showing up to kill him. Max and Calibur appear, and the three fight in human form. Between blows, they shout that, whatever Anti may think, right now Yuta is human and not Gridman. If he's killed now, then he- there won't be a Gridman for Anti to fight anymore. Anti hesitates and leaves uh, to simply tell Akane he couldn't fight Gridman. Uh, disgusted, uh, Akane smashes her phone into her face before heading home uh, to, uh, to awaiting Alexis.
0: So that's episode six, and we get the kind of a major plot dump.
1: Now, Harry, like, uh, I'm reading, you know, clearly I'm reading your notes for the first time here. Uh, You mentioned, Uh, she is a creator and god of the world they inhabit and is being twisted and manipulated by an outside malevolent force. Harry, have you ever played SimCity? Like you don't, you don't need to be twisted by an outside force to fuck with SimCity. Like that is the whole purpose of SimCity. You are a cruel, vengeful god in
0: SimCity. That is exactly the the comparison I was gonna make. Like a, a while ago, so there's another podcast we listened to, uh, Plumbing the Death Star, and there was an episode of like the worst uh, fictional universe to live in, and I brought up SimCity, SimCity, because it's like you're living in a city and things are kind of weird, but you're doing okay. But then eventually. Natural disasters start happening, people start dying, uh, buildings are randomly built and unbuilt, and it would just be like a terrifying existence. This show is secretly that plot.
1: So, yeah, it's uh, it's monstrous, it's cruel, and Harry, I I could have swore, like, I don't go back and listen to our episodes, but I could have swore in the previous episode I asked if this was all a simulation.
0: I kind of dodged the question. I said that everyone living here is real, and like, they're actually alive, and they're actually dying, and the actions have stakes. All of which is true, but there is some weirdness about kind of like the origin of situation. Is it a simulation? Uh, all right. So the thing about Gridman in the first Gridman show, uh, he fights monsters inside of computers. Okay. It's like reboot. So this is a computer. This is all a computer.
1: Akane is like a programmer and she like put
0: people in here like Sword
1: Art Online
0: style or something. Well, it's like so. There's there's creatures that live inside the computers, like Gridman. Like I looked at the, I haven't seen the original Gridman show, but I looked at some plot summaries for this. Uh, a guy was just you know making some software and stuff. He was like working on a superhero, and then like kind of a weird virus was taking over a life support machine to kill a guy, and then another like, a benign computer thing showed up that was like Gridman, and he helped him fight him. And that was the thing. Like in the series, like a creature was creating digital monsters, to, like rewire equipment to wreak havoc in the human world and Grimman would show up and stop them. Okay. There was one episode where there was, like, another benign creature. There may have been more, but, like, I was looking for where it was, where there was a, like, kind of basically a music player program, Anosilius, and it showed up and got brainwashed a little bit to mess with humans, but then Grimman showed up and saved it, and it was it was very, it was very you know, grateful and saying, like, hey, let's be friends. And uh, so I'm, hopefully this is not too big a spoiler for later, but that Kaiju girl is that creature's uh, descendant. I see, I see.
1: Okay, so so, there's, so we're absolutely there's... inside a computer, Harry.
0: Yes, there's things, but like they are alive. It's not like a dream. Are they? Are they living sentient programs? Kind of. Yeah. It's it's Tron. Okay, this is
1: Tron. God damn it, Harry! Like this is <clears throat> all right. All right. So this is there's even fewer stakes than before. Like it's nothing matters, Harry. Nothing is real. It's the Matrix, like, people can die, people can be reborn, like, there's programming, she's reaching inside people's minds, changing them how she wants to, like, they're- why is she losing? Why is Akane losing? Is Akane, like, an outside force? Like, people are calling her a real human, so I'm assuming that she's some kind of sleeper or something, she's, like, you know, hooked up to a machine and her brain is inside the computers, right? I
0: mean- I can't answer all these questions because there are four more episodes that we're going to cover, Oh, just Sam.
1: tell me, Harry, like it's...
0: No, I'm not telling you because there'd be nothing to cover in the last episode. Bah!
1: <sighs> okay, okay, so this is all, this is all a simulation. Nothing is real, nothing matters. Let's move on to episode seven.
0: There's a difference between nothing being real and nothing mattering.
1: That's, that's true, that's true, that's true. Nothing is real in, like, real life, but, you know, it does matter occasionally.
0: Like, how did you, I mean, you had to go back to watch it, but how did you feel about the episode? Like, I mean, you're you're talking a lot about the plot, but, like, if the show is beautiful and the music's good. Like, it did nothing about any of that?
1: It's... Harry, I, I'm a plot guy. Like, I'll, I'll watch a crappy-looking, crappy-acted show if the plot grabs me. And if I'm watching a beautiful show with a bad plot, that just takes me right out. It's, you know, that... That's me. That's me. I I can't abide a poorly conceived plot. I can't abide like, fucking with an audience. I can't abide like, you know, hiding information that is critical for an audience to understand. Like, series should not be have to watch multiple times to absorb them, like, just on a baseline level. Like, yes, you can go back and, like, enrich yourself with future viewings, but you should be able to follow the thread from episode one forward. That's a sign of a
0: good plot. Like, yeah, it has like- to be... But the thread we're following is the thread of the main characters, of like Yuta, uh, Rika, and uh Utsumi. Like, they don't know everything at the start, so we're following their perspective. Is there a compelling reason why
1: the audience can't know that though? Like, I'm because fine the- with characters going through a mystery and a plot of discovery, but the audience should be privy to that inside information. It doesn't matter. So have, up- have
0: you ever read a mystery novel? Yeah, most they- of them are shit. Just- did it start with Mr. Jones killed Mr. Smith? Then let's talk about Sherlock, who's gonna spend a while not knowing that. The good ones do, Harry. That's not all the time. <laughs> like, you don't always know, like, yes, there's some very good stories where like you lay out the stuff for the there, There's good stories where the audience knows more than the characters, but there's also good stories where the audience doesn't. Let's move on to episode seven. Alright, welcome to the second half of our half hour podcast. <laughs> SSSS Gridman Episode 7, Scheme. Uh, Yuta tries to explain what he learned to Utsumi and Rika, but they refuse to believe him. Putting Akane on pedestal even now, Utsumi conceals the fact that Akane likes kaiju when it comes up. This might all be for plot reasons, or these characters might be dumb 14-year-olds. In any case, Yuta can't bring himself to just ask Akane about all this, as true or false, that would be a really awkward conversation.
1: Auntie then shows up at the school, demanding that Yuta becomes Gridman. Yuta says there has to be a kaiju for him to transform, and immediately realizes that's a bad thing to say here, and he finds Akane and begs her to make a kaiju so Gridman will appear. He can't just transform on his own. A disgusted Akane kicks him away, chiding him for showing up at school. At Rika's shop, Gridman is unable to confirm or deny the truth as he's dealing with some memory issues of his own. Caliber laments that Gridman isn't exactly complete right now, and Vit responds that to be fair, none of them are as well.
0: Yuta resolves to confront Akane the next day at school, but finds her waiting in his bedroom at home. Having dropped all pretenses, Akane confirms everything and asks Yuta to join her. He could have a fun, lot of fun working with a the god, they could do anything, but Yuta has a responsibility to defend his friends in the city. Akane responds by asking if she is his friend. When he doesn't have an answer, she asks him to walk her home. Elsewhere, Rika looks at the card case she bought for Akane in the last episode, resolving to give it to her soon. She fields a call from her other friends, meeting up to copy notes.
1: On the way back, Akane calls a friend out to a restaurant so she can introduce them to Yuta. It's a Chinese restaurant, and Akane cheerfully confirms that it's run by the family of that girl she murdered in the first episode. Yuta protests against her petty motivations for murder, shouting that when people die it causes so much suffering for their friends and family. Akane shrugs. Then Akane's friend, Alexis, arrives, a towering, burning, cybernetic monster. He greets Yuta uh, amiably, and gets served by the restaurant owner, who doesn't react at all.
0: Soon, Yuta's wrist thingy flashes, indicating a kaiju. Akane waves this off, she definitely didn't make any kaiju recently, but when Alexis tells Yuta to go and check, there is in fact a kind of pointy compass construct floating quietly between buildings. The Gridman alliance gathers, Yuta transforms into Gridman, and destroys the kaiju with one shot. Seconds pass, the monster reforms and shifts into a projectile slamming against Gridman from every angle. Back in her room, Akane demands to know where the kaiju came from. Turns out Anti wanted to make a kaiju to lure out Gridman, and Alexis was only too happy to do so. After all, Anti was made to hate Gridman, and hatred makes these monsters stronger.
1: It's time for the jet guy to jet, and he does! A Sky Vitter transforms and uh, combines to create Sky Gridman, which can fly! Destroying more constructs, uh, they find the real kaiju floating above in the clouds, a puppeteer kaiju with Anti standing on top of it like a cool guy. He transforms, also flying now, and uh, during an aerial chase, Gridman gets high enough to spot a strange city-like structure hanging above them. The rest of the team uh, see this uh, through Junk's screen and realize Yuta was probably right about everything. Gridman wins by sword fighting uh, with the kaiju in a freefall, while Skyvitter separates and keeps Anti busy uh, with an onto circus of laser uh, alexis apologizes to akane uh, saying that she's best to make a kaiju after all he offers to discipline auntie and a dejected akane agrees as the episode closes alexis finds auntie scrounging through the garbage for food and slashes him viciously in the face
0: so i wrote that atato circus reference in there specifically because i thought you might end up reading it and not know what it was and i was glad that happened
1: <laughs> so you did plant booby traps in this for me harry you did Man, i know like, you so well
0: i gotta have fun here uh so yeah that's I'll, I'll just bring that up like uh other like anime fans probably know but it's a reference to a specific kind of animation uh style style thing done by a animator uh, atano he did gundam and macross as it's one like a ship or it's when something fires out a bunch of little missiles and they kind of track through the air with trails behind them, and usually like the thing they're fighting dodges around to try to get between them. It leads oh, to... oh,
1: I know exactly what you're talking about.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, that's what that's called. It, it leads to you know fun, flashy kind of things mid mid fights, and it's it it pops up and it has a name. Okay,
1: I mean this episode was at least you know entertaining with Auntie. Like Auntie is probably the best part of the show, Harry.
0: Like it's it's interesting because. He's, like, a complete living being who's created by Akane, and, like, he has a specific purpose, but he's struggling with that, because Akane is so emotionally messed up, she's, like, not at all caring, and, like, basically leaving him to just eat garbage and stuff.
1: Yeah. She's a bastard, and everyone is friends with her.
0: And all
1: all the people, like, you know, I think it's more next episode than this one, but, like, Rika is, like, standing for Akane, like, She's kind of just sweeping under the rug that Akane has murdered thousands of people.
0: Like, whenever whatever Akane is not in the room, everyone should be asking, where's Akane? <sighs> oh, Akane. L- like, you don't get this through the subs, but everyone's always referring to her as Akane-sama, which is basically, like, Lord Akane, or, like, it's a super kind of haughty title to call someone.
1: So, I'm calling the shot right now. This entire universe or world... Was created for Akane's benefit. I'm going to assume she's like in a coma or something. So, like, her family, her doctor, hooked her up to a machine to like keep her brain busy and they put her inside this world to help her heal. And this is what it's doing. And she's become this cruel god within.
0: I mean, I'd say that's probably on track because the next episode, so we're going to get to, confirm some of that. But, uh, <sighs> yeah, like the Sky Fight, which I really like. They The Sky Guy he finally does the thing
1: yep 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 and it's it's annoying harry like i don't know like because we don't realize at least we haven't realized up to this point that this is all a simulation that this is all a computer program like the weird rules that are written into the universe like you know hey there's a city in the sky that no one has ever noticed before like that just feels so forced like to a real world but we're supposed to we're supposed to act and assume that the people in it are real that they have real motivations
0: well i mean we've already seen that like in the previous in the previous episode they showed there's these big monsters that are like knocking people out and swap around the world when they don't realize it and like there's nothing outside the city like we already know that people there's big parts of their existence that they don't understand like they're they're showing that like gradually
1: but not just not understand but like so harry like i You know, on a day-to-day basis, like, I'm road sales, I will drive, like, multiple hundreds of miles a day, you know, in and out of cities. Do I exist in this world? Like, could I exist in this world? Like, how big is this world?
0: I don't know. I feel like there's a good chance you could, because if you drive out of town, you might just pass out. And then you just drive back into town and be like, all right, did some good job sales today. Like, all right, let's be honest, Sam. For what I hear of your job, that might make more sense than, like, your actual job duties.
1: Yeah, fair enough. I'm sorry. Like, you know, there's this episode, probably my favorite episode of the season. Okay. Like, you know, it's got a really good and interesting fight. It's got a lot of, like, good anti-action. And, you know, it finally, like, introduces uh, the plot, the villains, and all that. Like, the villains have a heart-to-heart with the hero. The problem is, like, there's another five episodes. Like... All the heroes know all the villains. All the villains know all the heroes. They're in the same school. Why doesn't someone just bring a gun and shoot a Kane in the head at school, Harry?
0: <laughs> I feel like this show is dealing with some themes that you may not agree with. Like, uh...
1: I mean, she's a monster. Like, she's a straight-up monster. She's killed thousands. And she's going to kill again. She's bragging about it.
0: Like, they're trying to go for, like, talking her down and stuff. And, like, you don't talk this down, Harry. (laughs) All right, Utsumi, do you want to go to the next episode? (laughs) Fine. Gridman Episode 8, Confrontation. Everybody's preparing for the school festival, but the Gridman Alliance has questions. Is their town trapped in a pocket dimension or something? Everybody is worried, even the Neon Genesis junior high students who try to hang around school. But the teaching staff very justifiably chases out the group of strangers with metal armor and swords. And back in her room, Akane has completed her greatest kaiju yet. She stops Alexis from materializing it, as she has a plan.
1: Uh, let's actually pause there for a second, Harry. Like, so you, you're you skipping around a little, or not skipping around, but omitting some things. So before the Dion Genesis uh, high school students were able to hang out in the school just fine, no one cared. It's almost as though like uh, Akane or some like program force is programming them to be a bit more cautious at this point
0: uh maybe like I mean, there's there's people who like didn't know stuff in the universe, and in the two episodes before, like the restaurant owner didn't know the giant cyber guy just sitting down and asking for certain extra napkins. But like, I don't know. Yeah, maybe part of it is that people are gradually becoming more aware of the like the holes in their existence. Yeah, maybe.
1: And speaking of holes in their existence, like where the fuck is the Neon Genesis High School? Like it, it's from out of town, right?
0: yeah um yeah
1: how how could there not be an out of town if these guys are from there
0: well we've already met someone who like existed before the town so okay okay yeah if they're
1: trans-dimensional trans-program whatever god damn it (sighs) what what are the reboot people called like programs
0: i think they're called programs yeah
1: So these are just programs that go from Gridman series to Gridman series, like, hopping in, just being parts
0: of the world? Yeah, kind of. Like, they they go around and... I mean, Gridman is just kind of going around and helping dudes in in computers, like, stopping them from hurting each other and hurting humans.
1: Were we supposed to realize this? Like, because this is not the first Gridman series. Like, is, like, the audience... How early was the audience supposed to know that this was not the real world?
0: Like, uh... I feel like people watching the series, and like I was looking at some message boards, they figured out pretty much the whole plot in the first episode.
1: Maybe some of my complaints about this series, Harry, stem from my lack of familiarity with it. Like you know, I'm coming from I'm coming from zero, and this is just not tracking. Like if people are coming yeah, from but a, you're, a larger but you're base,
0: hating, yeah, but you're hating any sense of mystery here. Like I I'm fine with characters like not knowing stuff immediately. Like, I'm not saying, like, I like, I think all the writing of the show is perfect, you know, like, everybody's making good decisions all the time. But I'm still, they're, like, 22-minute episodes with, they're flashy, they're good to look at, they're, they got good motion and stuff. Like, I, you know, they're, they're a bit thin, but it's only 12 episodes, so I don't mind just writing it through that far. Like, this could be a good movie, but I don't feel like it's a bad 12-episode show.
1: I mean, it's not any sense of mystery that I'm, that I'm objecting to. It's, like, the intentional, and, it's the intentional obfuscation but That's if... mystery. That's what you call mystery. No, no, no. It, it, it's different. It's different, Terry. Like. Uh, Should we finish I don't... the episode? Yeah, we can't fine. Stop fine. That... Okay, so uh, paragraph two. Yeah. Yuta, Utsumi, and Rika talk to Akane at school. She gleefully reveals her new kaiju, an upgraded version of the first one Gridman defeated, a cyborg dragon. She's going to unleash it on the school festival and dares Yuta to try and stop her. A couple of Akane's other friends come over and appreciate the model. Later, the team realizes they won't be able to convince anyone to evacuate, so they focus on a plan for defeating the kaiju. Thinking about the rules of Gridman and Junk that he's learned over the series, Yuta realizes that if Gridman and the support vehicles come out at a smaller size, uh, Junk should be able to handle all of them coming out and combining at once.
0: But as the days fly by, Riku begins to grow frustrated at everyone only focusing on the giant monster battling part of the equation. She wants to actually talk to Akane and maybe see why her friend has gone down this dark road. Gridman thinks both are valid options. Riga starts getting frustrated with how Utsumi is making a lot of group decisions and tries to go to do her own thing, and after some arguing, he accuses her of letting her emotions do all her thinking. She leaves without another word, and Bora tells him that that was a pretty shitty thing to say. Utsumi does realize he screwed up, but is mostly worried that all the girls will hate him now. Not really selling everybody on your contribution to the team, guy.
1: Yuta and Utsume do uh, try to talk to uh, do try to talk Akane out of the attack, uh, but she just says that they're more interested in her kaiju than any dumb school festival. Anti staggers into Rika's shop looking for her and is given a meal by her sympathetic mom. She assumes Anti is one of the Neon Genesis High School uh, high school students, and uh, a comparison they fail to comprehend. Uh, Bor tries to threaten him, uh, but Calibur just gets Anti's uh, contact info and lets him walk away. On the bus ride home, Akane says that none of the people she killed really mattered to Rika, uh, so she shouldn't care about all the murder. Rika denies this, so Akane suggests Rika kill her instead to solve everything. Rika won't, and Akane is glad she's different.
0: Hugging her close, Akane says that Rika would never be able to hate her as she was set up that way. Everyone that lives here loves everything about Shinjo Akane. Rika was created to be her friend when the kaiju created her. Rika doesn't like hearing this. She tells Yuta that she's sad she hasn't contributed more, which even Yuta knows is a silly thing to say. Rika decides to apologize to Utsumi first, just to surprise him. This gives Yuta an idea.
1: Uh, the day of the festival arrives. Akane is looking forward to attacking everybody gathered there, but sees Gridman already there uh, before she can summon her kaiju. He tra- he transformed first, just to make everyone evacuate in advance. A frustrated Akane summons her kaiju and sees uh, Gridman is like half as tall as he should be. All the support vehicles then show up and they combine together into full power gridman. The music here is really good.
0: The fight is okay too, with the super robot using all his powers to tear the kaiju's drill head off, launch him into the sky, toss him across the city, and slice the kaiju in half. Anti-watches from nearby and doesn't do shit. Post-reset, the festival goes off without a hitch. Utsumi apologizes to Rika and everybody has a nice moment. Akane lies alone in her dark room, as Alexis assures her that she can do better. She has talent. <sighs> so, no. I, I have some foresight looking here. Um, I do, I am not at all going to defend Utsume existing in the show. Like, I feel like it could be written out super easy. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of these people are incredibly, like, just shallow shells of characters. Utsume, one of them was he just was he just there because Akane is a really big kaiju fan and so she naturally would create a couple like kaiju and anime super fans in her world which is very like uh, what's the word a very cyclical like you know orbos like snake eating hotel Harry, what's the word i'm looking for
0: uh i mean uh no I, I feel like you got it uh self self-serving self-fulfilling prophecy i don't know um like no uh, like, his main contribution in Episode 5 was when they were going to go to a phone, he had some change. And, like, okay, that helped, but you could also just call Collect. And Rika's thing was, like, she knew the number to the place that they didn't ask. So, yeah. it's He's almost that uh, woman from Galaxy Quest whose job is to say back what the computer says.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, he also kind of knows some stuff about, like, Gridman and anime tropes and stuff, which is working for some reason. Uh, but you would assume that the Neo Genesis high school students also have this information. So I'm not, again, like, you know, don't know why he has to, don't know why he is, Well, I mean, why he, he just is Harry. Why, I guess why it, is he?
0: I guess this thing is that he is genre aware and he, because this universe is created by a god that also really likes these types of shows, his knowledge is actually really good for predicting how things are going to go. Uh, so yeah, you can make that argument. Did she
1: create him? Did the kaiju create... Like, still... Ah, 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 I, ah. There's
0: there's specifics to these answers I can't say. Like, we'll get it in... We'll get it in, like, a month and a half.
1: Like, when he he saw the Cyberman, like, the evil Cyberman, and he straight up said, like, that looks like an endgame boss. Like, it, this is so tropey. It's so tropey. It's so self-indulgent. That's the word I was looking for.
0: It's... I mean, yeah, it's pretty tropey and self-indulgent, but, I mean... I don't hate it. I guess <laughs> I don't hate it. That's like my my tagline for this episode.
1: I'm not sure I hate it either. Maybe maybe if I knew more coming into this, maybe if my maybe if my base level of knowledge was higher. Like I I knew nothing about Gridman. Area I don't. I still kind of don't know what a Gridman is. And we're eight episodes in.
0: I mean, and- I didn't I didn't know much like going in. Like I I watched the first couple episodes. I watched the first couple episodes, liked it, and because our podcast had literally already started, I decided to wait until there was an opening air schedule to finish it with you. And, like, the only thing I did was check in after it ended to be like, Hey guys, did it end well? Was it good? Or did it end up like a Darling in the Franks? And they're like, No, no, no. The, this isn't a Darling in the Franks. This is a good show. What's a Darling in the Franks? It's a bad show, Sam.
1: Was it always a bad show, or did it was it a good show that ended bad?
0: I watched the first episode. I was like, This could be... Good or bad? I watched the second episode, I was like, I think this is gonna be bad. And apparently other people stuck with it for ten more episodes, and I was right.
1: Wait, is, like, the short, limited-run anime thing, like, a popular thing in Japan? I'm kind of used to there being, like, you know, 30-40 episodes per
0: season. I'm pretty sure the term is core, uh, like, which is, like, a 12-episode thing. So, like, most, I think kind of the average thing is, like, two core, which is, like, 24 episodes, but then some are, like, one core, which is 12.
1: You don't need to look this up now.
0: Guess what, I'm doing it, because this is not going to be a long episode. Yeah. So yeah, a core is a three-month unit of television broadcasting. So yeah, it's like, uh, it's a season, well, uh, it's a literal season, so it's like 10 to 14 episodes.
1: Okay, okay. So this is a single core of anime. We've watched two months' worth of anime, Harry.
0: Yeah, and in, in about two months, too.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. We're tracking along with it real time, and on that subject, did we want to talk about uh, the next, (laughs) the next thing that we're going to be talking about?
0: You just not like—is there nothing else? I feel like they left some stuff like in the episode. Um,
1: I mean, what what is there to say, Harry? Like your plot summaries, like reading these plot summaries out loud. I'm like, oh, that's what's happening, because I was so not tracking what was going on in the show.
0: I guess the only thing left to mention is that at the end, like at the. I don't know, I'm surprised you weren't confused about this, but at the festival, like, um, when the characters were having their moments, they were all also, like, uh, cross-dressing, and uh, they were just doing a thing where they're, like, uh, it was a school festival, they were running a cafe where they dressed as the opposite gender, and, like, that's, I don't know, that, I think watching anime, that's a thing, but I expected you to be confused, did you just not care?
1: Yeah, I mean, that, that actually tracked along with everything, like, for a show with this gender politics, I was like, Shrug, yeah, okay, yeah, they're doing some kind of, like, cross-gender, uh, Dress at this festival to raise money, and everyone's cool with it, and that's just the universe.
0: Yeah, which is, which is fine. I don't know.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, if, if it's tasteful, it's fine. Uh, yeah, they, they were cute outfits.
0: But, nope, yeah, so...
1: I mean, so we got, like, weird sexual politics, we got weird body politics. Like, yeah, man, we just went right past that whole, like, oh, you're so pudgy. <laughs> like,
0: I, the dude is super thin! <laughs> yeah, like, I... I think the standards for Japanese school children are higher, because, like, we're from America, and, like,
1: yeah. Yeah, he weighs about the same as, like, you know, one of my legs.
0: Uh, I mean, like, they weren't, like, seriously shaming, they were just kind of messing with, like- They were
1: absolutely- Harry, they were- they were grabbing his belly fat, which, you know, there was barely any belly fat, and they were like, you're so pudgy, you're so pudgy! That's seriously shaming. Eh, yeah, a little- Yeah, Japanese high schools are just monstrous, I guess. Or junior high schools. Mm. Everyone is over-sexualized, and, like, the body politics are fucked. And everyone dies randomly, and no one remembers. And everything is awful, Harry.
0: (laughs) Reform reformed Japanese schools. We don't want kaiju to kill them, and then everyone forget. So, maybe we'll have a big discussion thing after the next four episodes uh, in a month and a half. But, uh, I mean, yeah, this was a short one. You saw that on the podcast app coming in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm i still having fun watching these, and Sam is uh, not willing to say he's not going to do them, so we're going to keep doing it.
1: Hey, I got one more week, Harry. I can stave off a of meltdown for one more week. Or, counterpoint, maybe the next four will get me. Maybe after maybe. the next four, this will be my favorite show.
0: <laughs> maybe. Uh, I almost want to bet you money that they won't, so that you'll be forced to say that they are. Well, I would never like accept that
1: money. bet, Harry. Why would I accept that bet?
0: <laughs> I'll give you five dollars if you say, uh, "Well, like I'll bet you five dollars that you won't like it." Or wait how, how's how's the bet worded?
1: Uh, either in a way to benefit you, which I won't take, or in a way to benefit me, which you won't do. So it's kind of pointless.
0: Never mind, I just remembered how you deal with bets, so you would figure out a way to win it both ways.
1: Well, yeah, Harry, those are the bets that I take, the ones that I, like, win automatically. Why would I not take those bets?
0: (laughs) Because you refuse to admit someone else won and cheat, and and admit you're going to cheat for, like, a year in advance.
1: Harry, I want that one clean. (laughs) This is the Bioshock Infinite, right? You're talking Bioshock Infinite?
0: Okay, no, you... You lost that bet by the logic you were arguing beforehand.
1: No, 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 no. Harry, that uh, spoiler alert for Bioshock Infinite, a game uh, from like five years ago? Spoiler
0: alert for Bioshock Infinite. uh, Turns out poor people are the problem. I don't know. That's a weird game. Anyway, also at the end, end, uh, they go to Rapture. And so Sam literally didn't believe that the game was going to be well, for, but okay. The so the bet was Eric. Let's let's stop. So this is what the first teaser. The what the first teaser came out. It was just like, oh, there's a thing in the sky, and like I was pretty sure, like, oh, he just he said he wants to do a separate game in a different setting. So I was like, no, it'll definitely be linked into Rapture. So he made that bet.
1: Yes, then, I bet it would be linked into Rapture. I bet that there would be a solid evidence that it was taking place in the same world as Rapture. Now for those who have played the game, you will understand how unfortunate that wording was.
0: Because Sam was beginning to argue that because dimensional travel was in the game, even if they never went to Rapture, he would still argue that because because the idea of dimensional travel happened, it literally happened in every universe, so it had to happen in that one. And this was like a serious argument, because like, Sam is the devil, and I have an anxiety <laughs> disorder, and like believe in getting things right. And... Like and then they went to rapture <laughs> then they teleported to rapture at the end of the game yeah but sam had like already said he's cheating and you like you forfeit if you cheat
1: no 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 <sighs> i was giving you my argument for a defense in like a neutral party court which we never had to go to because they teleported to fucking rapture and i want it clean what I was, what I was anticipating, Harry. What I was anticipating, I knew that need this to put took like place. An
0: episode warning in here that we just go right off track.
1: <laughs> uh, what I was anticipating with that bet was, I knew the game took place in like the nineteen twenties or something, and Rapture, like Bioshock, uh, took place in like the nineteen fifties. So what I thought there would be was like an Easter egg of like a young child or something that was named the same as another character from Bioshock proper. I- I'm Andy
0: Ryan. Look at me like this lollipop.
1: Yeah, exactly. Something like that. Or you would find like some weird blueprint of an under of an underwater civilization. That's what I was anticipating was the level uh, that the game would go to. I had no idea that it was a time and universe hopping game, Harry. How we didn't know
0: that. All I knew is that Andrew is that uh, uh, Ken Levine said in interviews that no, yeah, it's a separate setting. And, uh, I, I trusted him, and then he made a game where it turns out if we give minorities power, they just murder all the white children. So, fuck fuck Ken Levine, fuck that game, fuck Sam, whatever. uh God,
1: that was a weird game here. Do you remember that, like, the first choice of the game is whether or not to throw stones at black people?
0: And, like, you don't, I guess?
1: Well, yeah, either don't or do, right? Yeah. Or, wait, is there... If you do, do they stop you? Like, I forget.
0: Uh... If you do, I think you, you throw it, and then, like, they, I don't know, then the game happens and you still have to fight people, but then later on they don't give you, like, some money because, like, they're they're happy for you not throwing a thing at them.
1: Yeah, hey, you're a good person for not stoning us in the street. Here's some items. Go regen your health a little bit.
0: Well, now we're all angry. Good job, Sam. <laughs> but, like, next week, we're covering episodes f- 41 and 42 of Pirate of Tango where... A certain emperor you may have been hearing about is going to show up.